Hello, everyone. This is Richard Carathel from Agility PR Solutions, and welcome to PR Profiles, a video series and podcast where we chat with experts in the PR and communications industry. We think PR is the most formidable, dynamic, and rewarding field there is. And we wanted to introduce you to some of our favorite powerhouses in the industry. And today we're speaking with Daryl E. Owens. He's the Associate Vice President of, Communi of Communications and Engagement at Beacon College. Hi, Daryl. Hey, Richard. Good to be here. Absolutely. Great to have you. Thank you. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all, and your role over at Beacon College. Sure. Um, Richard, I'm a, a recovering journalist uh, who spent 25 years as a feature writer, uh, Metro columnist, and editorial board member for the Orlando Sentinel. I uh, started at Beacon College in January of 2016 as the uh, director of communication. And in July, I was promoted to associate vice president of communications and engagement. Uh, at Beacon, I oversee uh, internal and external communications, social media, our website, publications, video production, and our external engagement efforts, including our Beacon Salon speaker series and symposiums. Oh, that's very great. Uh, cool. Thanks, Daryl. And congratulations on your recent promotion. Thank uh, you, Richard. Wonderful news. All right. Now, well, this is a, a bit of a, a, a quick fire session. So I'm just going to jump right in with the first question here. Now, mm -hmm. uh, what were some of the skills you learned in your career as a journalist that set you up uh, to become the director of communications at Beacons College? Beacon College? Was there a learning curve? Did you find you were missing any skills? Yeah, um, I think many of the skills that makes uh, one successful as a journalist translate to roles as communications professionals. Um, uh, foremost, the ability to write is a valuable skill in any role as a communicator. And frankly, I think it's an undervalued skill in today's society. Um, research uh, is the first letter in the RPI process, and certainly journalists are trained in that craft. Um, as a future writer, I learned the fine art of storytelling, and that is at the heart of what we communicators do. Um, I think journalists, uh, particularly beat reporters, uh, must learn how to build relationships to be able to create uh, information conduit uh, for crafting their news stories. And so relationship building carries over. And I think there are many other things, if not necessarily skills, uh, such as understanding the importance of honoring deadlines that are also pluses when you transfer uh, from journalism to public relations. Um, when I started at Beacon, I had never uh, served as a communications uh, director before. So there was a, a bit of a learning curve there because um, I had to basically learn from the ground up how to do this job. Um, I knew the contours of what needed to be done. And I, I think I had good instincts, but there was something of a learning curve uh, from A to Z, if you will, for, uh, of public relations, excuse me, practices and tactics. Um, so what I did, I guess I helped backfill those holes uh, by joining the local chapter of the Florida Public Relations Association and making connections there, uh, competing in local and state public relations contests, which helped me to learn uh, the PR ropes and how to measure and evaluate campaign outcomes uh, beyond whether my article generated a letter to the editor or a corrupt politician was ousted. And I also learned um, cool acronyms like RPI and the learning continues. 
There you go. Uh, inter- uh, fascinating. It kind of cool how uh, journalism teaches you a thing or two along the way, huh? About uh, deadlines and writing and stuff like that. And uh, and I agree with you about research, storytelling, all those uh, aspects that carry over pretty well into a communications type of job. So, all right, Daryl, thanks a lot. Now, uh, <clears throat> there are a lot of uh, varying ideas out there on how to effectively pitch stories to uh, our friends in the media. Now, as a former journalist, uh, do you have any insider advice for PR pros on how to build mutually beneficial relationships like those you mentioned with journalists and producers and how to get their brand or client stories placed? Yeah, um, I have a few thoughts. Um, I guess I would preface it by saying the journalism world has changed um, in, in many ways, not for the better since I uh, last set foot in a uh, newsroom six years ago. Okay. But I think this advice probably still holds up. Um, as a PR professional, you have to put in some effort. Uh, when you have a story to pitch, uh, you need to do your research so that you know which reporter or reporters cover the topic you wish to pitch. Um, going back to my experience, few things tick off a reporter more Uh, than receiving pitches that waste our time because the subjects aren't even remotely related to our beats. Uh, So if you take the time uh, to do the research, this will help you steer clear of carpet bombing the newsroom with blanket emails, which is another pet peeve of journalists. So you want your pitches to align with your audience. Um, You know, and also once you've identified the, the proper reporters, uh, to start nurturing a relationship, I think it's a good idea to look them up on social media and start sharing and engaging with their content because, um, number one, that allows them to see who you are, that you're out there, and that you're actually reading what they put out. And um, it also gives you a leg up when you're crafting the pitch because um, you're now becoming familiar with what this reporter writes, the kinds of topics that interest that reporter. And so you're better able to fine tune the pitch to make it personalized. Um, And, you know, I think when you're writing your pitch, it's important to nail your angle. You, You know, with newsrooms dwindling and reporters responsible for more expansive coverage areas, because they have to pick up the slack, you want to make sure that you help the reporter out by defining the angle, and it helps make their jobs easier. I mean, if you, I guess a recent example in my world happened this spring uh, during the earlier parts of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Um, Beacon College's president and his wife, who is Ukrainian, ventured overseas to rescue her nieces and nephew who were in refugees during the war. And I you know, put together a press release, uh, rather a, new, a media alert, and the headline on it was, uh, you know, Ukrainian-born uh, Beacon College uh, psychologist available to discuss her rescue of her Ukrainian kin. And that was catnip to uh, several Orlando TV outlets. Um, we were talking earlier about personalizing the pitch. Um, so again, follow the personal social media, get to be familiar with them. That way you're building this virtual relationship that will help you to be able to leverage that when you start pitching that particular reporter. And I think one other thing you might consider, and this is something I do quite often, is that I have built some lasting relationships with journalists by responding regularly to ProfNet and help a reporter out request. Now, these are platforms 
where reporters are seeking um, expert um, insight uh, for articles that they're writing. And so I monitor these regularly. And I, uh, when you start providing them with quality experts who honor deadlines, they have a tendency to come back for more on similar subjects. In fact, out of the blue, I've had reporters that I've served in this fashion say, hey, what about um, this topic? Do you have someone who can do that? So that's you know, a great way to start building relationships by helping people who are coming to you. I totally agree with all that advice. The personalization is certainly key. And, you know, in, in a way, uh, honing in on the angle for the reporter is, a, is another form of personalization that shows at least that you're familiar with that uh, reporter's approach uh, to, to the way they write stories. That's a very important uh, piece of that. Uh, fabulous. And I've got to echo uh, uh, um, ProfNet and Harrow, what uh, terrific tools they are. All right. Thank you, Daryl. Now, um, <clears throat> You're the creator and executive producer of A World of Difference, a telly and anthem award-winning TV show produced by Beacon College that celebrates and empowers families raising neurodivergent children, which I know is a specialty over there, uh, those with learning disabilities and differences. Now, can you tell us how you developed the concept and launched the TV show and, and got word out about your programming? Absolutely. Um, the concept came together in the spring of 2020. Um, the college uh, where we, as you pointed out, educate neurodivergent students and have been doing so for three decades, uh, was looking for a way to establish ourselves better as a thought leader in the learning disability space. And I had this idea uh, about creating a television show and that would do just that by focusing and empowering and supporting these neurodiverse families. And after conducting some uh, content analysis and some uh, primary quantitative research, I learned that not only television, uh, not only does television lack uh, neurodivergent focused programming uh, that supports real life families in their journeys, uh, but these families hungered for such content. And so back by that research, I started developing uh, a cross-platform TV show uh, that would reach potential Beacon prospects uh, across digital touch points, uh, boost Beacon's exposure locally and nationally, and position uh, the college as a learning disabilities thought leader. And also, of course, provide families uh, provide value to families, rather, uh, by sharing the college's expertise in nurturing successful, independent, neurodivergent adults. So. I began working on the show uh, in April 2020. Um, I conceived uh, the title, A World of Difference, uh, which is a play on words um, as the vehicle uh, to convey a triple message that we wanted to convey, which is um, Beacon's College's expert advice can make a world of difference in your family's um, life, uh, that there is a world of difference between the support that a neurotypical and a neurodivergent kid needs to be successful. And finally, that learning differences are global. Um, and that was one thing we wanted to impart that learning differences do not stop at the United States border, that all over the world, people are dealing with these same issues. And um, you know, we wanted to provide uh, the same kind of uh, support to them as uh, we provide our students at Beacon College. Um, so what I came up with, again, going back to my journalist background, was a um, news magazine format. And um, each episode has three segments. Um, 
one called Family Matters, where we profile real families who are confronting these issues uh, and ask the expert segment, which is essentially a panel discussion featuring uh, learning disability experts, including some from Beacon College. And then our uh, my favorite segment of the show is called Difference Makers. And Difference Makers is a profile of someone who is famous and or success, um, successful who has a learning difference. Um, we've uh, named, it's an actual award we present, um, and we've named such people as Shark Tank's Damon John as a Difference Maker, uh, Dr. Temple Grandin, and other famous people like that who are living with uh, learning differences and thriving. So, Working with a uh, shoestring budget, um, and I forgot to mention, we're a nonprofit, so shoestring is the way we go. Um, mm -hmm. On LinkedIn, I found and recruited a, a former Orlando television uh, news reporter who had left the business, and she became the show's uh, lone correspondent when we launched the show. Um, we contracted with a local public uh, access television show um, station, rather, Lakefront TV, uh, to film and to air the show. I um, scripted episodes, I booked experts, I uh, found families in Facebook learning uh, disability groups, and I uh, approached uh, potential difference makers. And Lakefront uh, premiered A World of Difference on August 2nd, 2020. And uh, to promote the program, um, yeah, I sent out news releases uh, to generate positive media coverage before and after the program's debut, um, which generated a handful of uh, local stories. I um, included episodes in our monthly Lighting the Path newsletter, and I enlisted um, national and inter international learning difference uh, celebrities as difference makers and provided uh, episodes on Facebook and YouTube um, and boosted posts um, to drive through plays on Facebook. And we also posted the show content in neurodiverse Facebook affinity groups. I see. That's very interesting. And what a great initiative. And boy, it's kind of funny how you blink your eyes and suddenly you're back in the media industry, huh? Uh, <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> That's Absolutely. pretty great. That's pretty great. And, you know, the initiative at Beacon College overall, the mission, I should say, over there is really rewarding and, uh, and, and appreciated, I know. Uh, and uh, to bring a show like that out and bring some attention to some of those folks that are that are kind of driving that mission. Terrific. That's a fantastic initiative. Uh, very impressive, Daryl. Uh, now, um, let's see. Uh, one of the things that many PR practitioners enjoy about their jobs is no two days are alike. You know, is that this? We say that's the same for you. And how does that differ from being in the media for you? How might a day uh, at your position play out? Yeah, so um, I think it's you're exactly right, and I, I do enjoy the, the variety. Um, uh, as for our day as an associate vice president at Beacon College may play out, um, you know, I can only speak to my experience of being AVP, of course, and serving a unique institution like uh, Beacon College uh, as a one-person comms department for a 500-student nonprofit private school uh, likely won't mirror many others serving in this role. But um, 
to give you an example, I guess just last week, um, I started today uh, managing the production of a suicide prevention video for our counseling team uh, by communicating with the vendor on the status of uh, the storyboarding and animation process. And from there, I uh, jumped into uploading a, a sizzle reel uh, into Beacon social media that was promoting season three of A World of Difference and then buying some boosted ads to circulate that uh, sizzle reel into the neurodiversity affinity to find groups uh, here in Central Florida that we were targeting. Um, after that, I uh, created a poster uh, that I shared in a series of uh, local Facebook groups that I've defined that is promoting the opening event of our Beacon Salon speaker series, which kicks off September 3rd and features uh, NPR TV critic Eric Deegans. Um, so later, I uh, edited a copy for an opinion feature that one of our professors has in the Orlando Sentinel. It's a, a standing weekly feature where she contributes her opinions on local matters. So I edited that for her. And then I uh, connected our Dean of uh, the Center for Student Success with a writer from Higher Education Dive uh, publication that produced a, a featured Q&A uh, looking at how uh, schools and parents can better serve newer diverse students. So that was some of the things among others I did that day. Um, so yeah, that's uh, kind of a typical, atypical day. <laughs> that's, that's great. And I'm sure almost all our listeners can relate to that because that's the beauty of PR. Every day is different and every position is different and every, uh, every client you take on, uh, everybody uh, uh, has their own uh, ways of doing things and all that. So uh, that's wonderful. And I'm sure that keeps things interesting uh, and uh, maybe gives you an extra boost to jump out of bed in the morning. So absolutely. All right, Daryl. Fantastic. Okay, now let me ask you this. What's a common myth about PR that you'd like to debunk in your experience? Well, I think the uh, the myth would be that for a journalist switching fields to public relations, that it's akin to going to the dark side, Luke. Um, the fact of the matter is, um, you know, as someone wiser than me once put it, Public, public relations is suffering from bad PR. Uh, you know, public relations gets a bad rap often because businesses and corporations only use it for crisis communications, uh, which leaves PR uh, stuck in the spin cycle trying to launder dirty laundry. Um, you know, but in the end, I think both journalists and public relations practitioners are trying to capture audiences with compelling stories. And that's the bottom line in PR as far as I see it. Yeah, that's great. And that's a great uh, way to say it about the dark side, because that is a that is a, a definite myth. Uh, and, and I agree that uh, it's an interesting step forward uh, in, 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 you know, in many aspects, you know, moving from one to the other. Uh, uh, so that's a very well said. Thank you, Daryl. Now, let's see. What's something you're really excited about right now, either personally or professionally? Well, I guess I would probably need to circle back um, to a world of difference. Um, what I'm really excited about is that on September 3rd, the show that began on public access television and last year moved to an Orlando cable uh, channel will be moving yet again in season three, but this time to PBS. Uh, the show is going to be available um, in Central Florida 
on local affiliate WUCF television, but it will be available nationally via the PBS website and the PBS app on your favorite streaming device. So uh, I'm stoked that the, the show will be able to reach more households than ever uh, with expert advice and inspirational and aspirational storytelling. Well, that is fantastic news and congratulations on that. Uh, nice to keep those shows moving up and getting more visibility, especially one that, uh, that serves a real purpose like, like yours. So, Daryl, congratulations. Um, Thank you. All right. Now, uh, yeah, sure thing. Now, um, what advice would you give to, to students or to people that are just starting out in PR? Well, um, the first tip would be get involved. Um, you know, you need to get actively involved with public relations as soon as possible. And I guess, let me give you a real life example. Um, just um, a couple of weeks ago, I attended the annual Florida Public Relations Association convention. And I sat at the table uh, with my chapter president, Nancy Schwartz and her daughter, uh, Acadia Schwartz. And Acadia is a student at the University of Florida. And she became a founding member of the Florida Public Relations Association student chapter at the University of Florida. And she's currently serving as president She's been actively building relationships. She's collecting mentors. She's gaining experience with internships and she's winning awards. Um, at that convention, a project that she helped lead earned a statewide PR award of distinction for social media. So she's getting involved early and often and that speaks uh, volumes for uh, a potentially successful PR career for her. So that's the first tip. Um, I guess circling back to what I just said about Acadia, get experience, um, you know, cause I would advise any public relations student to gain as much real world experience as possible. Uh, you don't want to wait until your senior year to vie for internships or employment. And please, please do not graduate without ever having added one such experience on your resume. Um, I have had that happen as I've been trying to employ uh, someone recently uh, to fill out my team and I get resumes in where they have done absolutely nothing and even worked at Wendy's or McDonald's. So get yourself some real experience before you get out of college. And I guess the, the third thing I would say is get better at writing. You know, don't skimp time on shoring up your writing skills because again, I believe it's an undervalued skill that can help you to stand out um, when it comes time to compete with everybody else who has a PR degree on their resume. Those are fantastic uh, pieces of advice there. Get involved, uh, get some experience and absolutely become a better writer. Uh, I hate to see uh, the attitude that some take that that's kind of a dying art that may be unnecessary in the future because I do not believe that will ever be the case. Uh, great advice, Daryl, thank you so much. So finally, now how can people uh, connect with you? Sure. Anyone who cares to reach out can contact, um, co contact me rather uh, via email at doens at beaconcollege.edu. You can also contact me uh, via LinkedIn. I'm listed as Daryl E. Owens. All right, Daryl. That's wonderful. Thank you. All right. And that's all the time we have, everybody. Again, we've been chatting with Daryl E. Owens. He's the Associate Vice President of Communications and Engagement at Beacon College. Uh, so thanks for joining us today, Daryl. It's been a pleasure. It's been my pleasure, Richard. Thank you for having me. 
Absolutely. All right, we hope you enjoyed this episode of PR Profiles brought to you by Agility PR Solutions. You can check out our website, agilitypr.com, for a library of free resources, including ebooks and webinars to boost your PR and communication skills. I'm Richard Carafel with Agility, and thanks again for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode.